We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Goodness gracious, what is up, folks? As per usual, welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. We talk about games and video games and esports every single week. Welcome. Hello, Zan. Okay, okay, okay. It's a little bit of an interesting voice from there. You're a little out of breath, Jay. I had a sip of coffee, and yeah, it's just been, I'm not going to say it this time. It's Uh been a nice week. It's been awesome. (laughs) Nice is what you're going with, yeah. (laughs) Not the other word. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But we hope you guys all enjoy. As per usual, we got some insane stories for you. Zan, are you ready to step into them? Yeah, by all means, let's hit it. Let's get it rolling. And the first one coming off the Super Bowl, and I—I uh, I know you don't really watch games. I, I should say sports. Sports, yeah, yeah. <laughs> More of a video game slash other things kind of guy. Uh, but uh, uh, the yeah. Super Bowl is a big event, and I know you know mm. of it and in the realm of it. Theoretically, <laughs> I remember it exists every now and again. Yeah, yeah. And of course, a big portion of that is if we can see any gamers, esports mm-hmm. figures, streamers land a spot this time around. There trailers. Was a, yes, trailers is a big one, uh, especially for upcoming games or releases or platforms. Mm-hmm. It happens every single year. Last year, we talked about Tim the Tatman and Booga. This time around, a fiasco around the Super Bowl, even for people who weren't in commercials. Of course, mm. got to give shouts to Hunter Thieves. Nade Shot made his way into a rock star commercial, which is, it's really cool to see he's been around for so long to go from Red Bull esports athlete to rock star partner in a Super Bowl. Like, who would have thought? It's so weird in particular. I think we talked about this a couple times, especially considering how non-involved Rockstar is, let's yeah. say, in esports and gaming, generally speaking. We've talked a lot about how a lot of energy drink brands want to be involved in gaming and esports, because let's be real, we like energy drinks oh, yes. over here in gaming and, and we, esports. We lo- yeah. yeah, I love a lot. I don't want to yeah. name particulars, but we love yeah, yeah. a lot of them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rockstar, I think, has Nade Shot as well as Symphony is also a partner. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have more so. partners. Are they official partners, or was it just like a one-off thing? I, exactly. I'm I was not under, really I was, sure. I was under the impression this is a one-off situation. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't sure because we've seen Symphony 
with Rockstar mm. also have a partner, a few tweets out there as well. Mm. Um, but despite all that, we actually had a lot of people in the stands for Super Bowl cutouts. Oh, of course, yeah. uh, Phase Rug, Phase Banks, uh, Ninja, Doc was widely talked about. Mm. Uh, Doc likely had actually far more engagement than, than Nate Shot did on his oh, commercial probably, debut, probably, yeah. which is just a weird sight to see. And then even lastly, Nikki Merckx was actually memed mm -hmm. for someone who stormed the field and people... People were like, that's a lookalike for Nick Merckx. Mm. Uh, even Arab on Twitter, he actually photoshopped the MFAM logo on the guy's uh, onesie, whatever he was, the uh, one piece he was wearing. So everyone getting involved in the memes. Uh, not so great of a game, but it's great to see gamers being involved in the Super Bowl. And I guess the giant question now remaining is for next year's Super Bowl, who will land a spot? That's definitely a fascinating question. And it's hard to say because who knows what the Super Bowl is even going to look like this year. You mentioned cutouts earlier. Yeah. And let's be real. The cutouts are there because of the pandemic. That's the lamest thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Yeah, well, yeah, it could have been worse, you know? It could have been, sure. I wanted a but... Tim the Tatman sequel commercial. I really, yeah, really yeah. wanted it. I, I, right now, my eyes are on someone like Ray or mm. Nick Merckx or... I feel like those are probably the same. I, I would argue Ray, low-key, because I feel like we've had a lot of representation from the male side of gaming yeah. in, in commercials, advertisement, engagements with like the Hollywood more so. so like mm -hmm. not, not quite Hollywood, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, a personality like Ray is a really good neutral person to put out there where like if you put out Pokimane, or others, other certain female creators out there. Most backlash. streamers have controversies yeah. and, yes, mm. have unfortunately faced backlash for some things. But Undeserved or not, let's yeah. be real. And I, I, yeah. No, yeah. to, to yeah. Uh, of course, argue the opposite, I would say XQC is probably mm. more, has some polarizing, a ninja even, has had some mm. polarizing moments. He literally has a viral tweet about how kickers miss field goals. Yeah, yeah. Putting him in a Super Bowl commercial could be incredibly funny, uh -huh. but probably there will be some hate there, but it would be also like really funny, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So we will see next Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> who do you guys think gamer-wise will take place in a commercial? So, Jake, one of the things I wanted to have a quick conversation with you about is something more opinion-based for the two of us, uh, based around a recent news story where we heard Disguised Toast might ah. actually be making the shift away from Facebook gaming. I'm clapping. I'm glad you brought this up. Yes. Uh, I'm really glad you brought this up. Yes, yes. I think this is kind of like... This is a conversation we have a lot in the office that I realized I was thinking about it. I'm like, hey, we never have had this conversation with our audience yeah. ever. Uh, every time somebody makes a move from one streaming platform to another, we always have the discussion. Was this a smart play? Where should they be? Where should they have their platform? Should they be looking for an exclusivity deal? Uh, just generally gaming out what these deals look like for streamers, creators out there. And um, just to throw my own hat in the ring before we get your opinion real quick, I'm personally of the mind that the, the smartest approach for a streamer in 2021 is to have a Twitch, a Twitch channel for streaming and then a YouTube account for VODs. Uh, Jake, what do you think? You know, I think generally, and we've talked about this, and this was mm. also leaked, right? In a clip, was it? Yeah, yeah, Corps, it was leaked. Or was it? Saikuno? I don't think it was. It was Saikuno, I believe. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't. And obviously, don't risk it, yeah. you know, it's mm. it's a big leak to have. There's no blame from us. We mm. we like the talking about this. We like yeah, discussions. Yeah. I think I'm generally of the same mindset of you. I will mm. say though, obviously, it's us, right? We right, don't right. know the particulars when it comes to being a Twitch partner or having a a Twitch stream in general. So I think that streamers out there do have different perspectives, but I think mainly we have seen just that combination. It's mm. it's a rare occurrence to have a YouTube channel and be a full time full time 
YouTube streamer. Courage mm -hmm. and Ray are rarities, and there are many other successful YouTube streamers, but we're talking about every single day streaming. It's much more of a rarity, right? You see Absolutely. plenty of full-time Twitch streamers also have YouTube channels because they don't combat each other at all. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we like both platforms. YouTube is a great space, but certainly still trying to figure out YouTube gaming and, and live streaming every day, how that affects your channel. So yes, off the bat, I do agree with you for now. Having a Twitch channel with a YouTube channel second uh, secondary has been incredibly, you know. It works. Yes, it's yeah. been incredibly beneficial for a lot of Twitch streamers. Uh, yeah, especially with the different monetization schemes there. Yes. Where, you know, on YouTube, you can make money off of literally everything. Even if we only make, like, I don't know, $2 off of a video. Hey, it's $2 you wouldn't have made. Otherwise, that, you know, us Twitch stream doesn't necessarily equate in the same way. We're obviously bringing money via, you know, viewers and followers and everything. But ad revenue on YouTube is a little bit more has a little bit more of a tail. Let's yes, say. I mean, because yeah. Twitch doesn't have the video platform for straight up monetization. I would argue, when it comes time for monetizing streams, mm. Twitch as of right now is still streams ahead. definitely hundred percent. So that's yeah. why you know it brings to light. You should have a Twitch. Well, you. I, we think it's better to have a Twitch stream and a YouTube mm. channel. You can have those videos. Ad revenue should be pretty good for all these creators. Monetizing your stream, though, on YouTube, the biggest factor here being members versus Twitch subs, which can still be gifted. They can still be Amazon Primes. It's just, it's a very, very... <laughs> Uh, you know, lucrative way of income for a lot of reasons on Twitch, as very, well very as true. you know, we have the uh, the Twitch. What is it called? The Twitch, um, where they uh, the starts with the B. It's B. The, for certain games. They have Twitch. Uh, they offer those. See, Those bounties, Twitch bounties. Okay, for sure. I hate the fact when I think <laughs> Twitch and I think the letter B, I think bots okay. immediately, and I can't think anything I'm else. I'm really yeah, glad okay, I remember yeah. that because I was going to be really angry. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. Some yeah. games okay, offer sure. incredible amounts of money. Absolutely. On Just Twitch like bounties. Some, some games also offer really good benefits for like Twitch Prime yes. subscribers. Uh, yeah. And then drops, yeah, Twitch yeah. drops for uh, some games. Insane. Boom. Uh, mm. Anomaly is the perfect example with Valorant. Mm. So, 100%. Valorant in general is yeah. a perfect example. I think we have a pretty solid argument for yeah. having Twitch streams and then YouTube for videos, but certainly mm. there are going to be the outliers that can make it work on YouTube. Oh, 100%. They're rare, but... So here. so back to Disguised Toast, though. Yeah. He's a bit different because he's coming back from Facebook. Mm. I don't think he can make a poor decision between the two because yeah. he has risen so much with the rise of Among Us. This mm. guy has taken off on YouTube. I think, yeah, in general, he's a great personality. He already had a platform on YouTube before he even went over to Facebook yes. Gaming. And so he I think he can make either Twitch or YouTube work for him. 100%. And I think even so, he could actually maybe leverage a, a small a small contract with Twitch because mm -hmm. YouTube, because he has blown up, his channel now has, I think it broke 3 million subscribers last time I checked. Could be wrong on that. I want to say maybe 4 even. So, yeah. I mean, it, it would make a lot of sense Doing for him to go to YouTube to stream. Huge numbers regardless. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so of the people that could make it work, I do think he is one of them. And he does have the established platform. He's a rarity, too, because he, yeah, yeah, he now has platforms on three different ones. <laughs> there are not many people who can say, ah, oh, uh, used to stream on Twitch, now I mm. stream on Facebook, got a crazy YouTube channel too. Especially with like solid viewership across the board yes. at all three. That's so rare. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's uh, one of the things we're looking forward to in 2021 is seeing fewer of these exclusivity deals and more interesting partnerships between platforms. Maybe like unique exclusive content as opposed to exclusively hey we're gonna have you stream here maybe hey you're gonna have you're gonna do a show here or something yeah, like that. yeah. and i'll we'll, we'll end on sense. this yeah. i think he could literally be the only twitch streamer to leave the platform and come back we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Even more popular than he was because he's grown so much since he was away. Remember, he was a Hearthstone streamer mainly yeah. and other games. He was not oh. pulling the viewership he 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 did. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fair. With Among that's, Us, yeah, thinking you know about I mean? where he was in the past. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't thinking that into account. I was thinking about other Twitch streamers who left, came back, yeah, did like okay. Because you, you yeah, think yeah. about like Shroud and Ninja when they left. Mm. Of course, yeah, they left. Shroud's Obviously, still doing great, but viewership jumped off the cliff. Yeah, Shroud's viewership came back. Ninja is getting there, you know. But now there's different games, different times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So he, yeah, obviously could use some better wording, but mm. he definitely has some options open. Yeah, of course, of course. So we'll see if the leak is true mm. and where disguised toast goes. <laughs> like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right, a super short, sweet one. Yes, mm. we're going back to Epic Games and Fortnite lawsuits, something we talked a lot with Warzone is cheaters, right? Yeah, yeah. And Activision mainly going after cheat makers, the mm -hmm. cheat providers, those who actually sell those cheats. This case in particular stretching back now, Zan, three full years. And shout out to Activision real quick, trying to cut it off at the source. Not really the best approach, so probably, but you know. Would you say, works. yeah, so if you guys don't know, Epic Games had actually now filed a lawsuit against, mm -hmm. at the time, a 14-year-old kid who is not going to be named in this because they have now settled out of court. To keep it very brief and short, pretty much he was advertising hacks and cheats for Fortnite on his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, that means linking back to sites which sell those hacks and cheats, along with cheating in the game himself. Uh, the lawsuit goes on to state he was actually banned individually by Epic Games 14 separate times, kept on coming back with new alt accounts and new names, and kept on advertising cheats and selling them to his viewers out there. So mm. I wanted to ask you, wrap the rip, what you think about this when it comes time for Activision going to the source and Epic Games going after what the main claim against them is just children cheating. I think uh, both companies kind of have a, a version of the correct approach where from Epic Games perspective, I can see the perspective of saying, hey, you know what? This is the person spreading the cheats. This is the person making these cheats 
like you know public to the entire world and so therefore we should just cut that aspect of things off that's i assume they looked at it that as like oh this is a young kid we can get rid of the youtube channel problem solved probably didn't expect him to come back 14 different times after being banned and keep pushing cheats that's a lot of times yeah, to that, come back <laughs> that's some dedication right 14 there. 14 times bro gotta imagine he was making some decent money there it, that would maybe be in their case, right? Yeah, yeah. The reason why this lawsuit extended out three years, mm. his own mother, that being the kid's mother, the kid, 14, now 17 years old. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy because we covered the initial story. Can you imagine being in a lawsuit at 14 years old years. with Epic Games of all people? <laughs> You're going to school. Everyone's like, how's it going, Billy? Oh, you know, just fighting my case. Fortnite's still mad at me. <laughs> I got banned for the 14th time and now they 15th. came. 15th. And now they're at my doorstep. I can't imagine getting the lawsuit papers uh -huh. alone. That was in our initial video. And now this, the mom who actually accuses Epic Games mm. for going after a kid, using him as what she calls a scapegoat and not going after the providers. I certainly, to your point, I see both sides. I am left feeling very bad for a 14-year-old because course, yeah. the only thing that kind of d defined him and differentiated him from most other 14-year-olds, especially in Fortnite, mm. was the fact he advertised and mm -hmm. tried to sell himself. You know, a, a kid who probably, it, it, you're so young. Right, right. right. I, I don't know if I fault the kid, and I know that we're going to have varying opinions out there. You know, mm -hmm. feel free to state your own. But you're 14, you're probably thinking, ooh, I'm going to be a little bit business savvy, right? I'm going right, to start referring right. people to their own. They're going to cheat anyway. Might, maybe I should just get a, a cut of the pie anyway. Mm -hmm. There's no chance in a 14-year-old's mind he thinks, I'll be in a lawsuit for three years. 100%. No yeah, chance. I, I think no cheater... Very few cheaters have out there. that kind of yeah. mindset about like think it. Like, hey, hey, I could get sued for this. Aside from like the people who make the cheats, I'm sure that's in the back of their mind. Yes. But just like saying, hey, yeah, guys, you know, you can download this here at this link. Use my code or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, you, just you get it for probably free. just yeah. don't know better. I am mm. curious why it took three years. I, so there must have been some some obvious well, fight back. From we him all, and we his all know lawyers take. They like to take their time. Yeah. yeah I just we'll I see. almost I almost wish we had the amounts out there. I, yeah. But they have now settled out of court, which uh, I. I imagine I'm leaning towards would be a loss for the kid and his in his family. Probably. I if if Epic Games is being reasonable, it's probably a loss exactly proportional to how much money he made selling cheats. Yeah. Or like maybe like a Plus little bit. Plus the legal more. fees, yeah, God yeah, knows yeah. how much. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we have Nightmare any more. And a half right there. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy things out there. Fourteen year olds not only being caught cheating, but then being sued by Epic Games for it. All right, Jake, uh, there's been an image circulating on social media over the past several days, you know, uh, a very interesting one, ranking several companies and their place ah. in the <laughs> business landscape. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, most specifically, FaZe Clan has been circulating these images because they paint them in a very favorable light. Yes. As they have them ranked amongst the top 10 uh, what was it? Sports businesses overall? I mean, it was it was pretty much compared to just every other sport in the business. Yeah, and yeah. FaZe Clan was the only one that was kind of the only esports brand out of the list. ordinary. Yeah, yeah by, by 10, a long yeah. shot. Uh, amongst there with like heavy hitters like the NBA and stuff. Yeah, yeah NHL and uh, all of golf. FaZe Clan, I believe, mm. ranked above viewership mm. or, or I should well, say actions, interactions, which uh -huh. we weren't exactly sure where the scale was coming from. Yeah, which I'll break that down. Uh, break, there was yeah. a, an upper phase figure as well as phase apex posting these images everywhere. Mm. Yeah, I believe the CRO of FaZe, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. I don't remember if it was the CRO specifically. But, you know, FaZe Clan sharing this stuff in general. Uh, but what I wanted to hone in on specifically here was their list of the top 10 esports brands. More, more specifically, for our purposes, the top five brands who have accrued the most actions on social media. Uh, just to give some caveats here, this is only on their home account, from what I can tell from the data. And this is only on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. 
So no YouTube. No YouTube. And no Twitch. No creator accounts. No Twitter. No, no, yeah, no creator accounts whatsoever. Which we would assume would only even bolster FaZe Clan yeah. further ahead. Yeah, yeah. But I will say without YouTube or Twitch or creator accounts, I am surprised FaZe Clan is up here so high. I do think they I'm would be not, in this yeah. realm mm -hmm. if they included everything. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they are this high up on those lists, and there's a variety of lists they're high up on, yeah. without that stuff is... Yeah, yeah even more so mind-boggling to me. Which is kind of what I wanted to talk to you about real quick, especially when it comes to the other names on the list. Uh, before we get into the other ones, I mean, I think a lot of people out there assumed FaZe would be the number one on yeah, the list like sure. this. Especially with FaZe 5 happening last year. We talked I mean, about this. Yeah, let's be real. Those are insane not, numbers. Not millions. Those are billions, billions. of impressions. That's a B. So yeah. Yeah. that was kind of unfair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's all the more but power But those are impressions, not actions. Impressions are just seeing it and not actually taking it. But, you know, impressions yeah. lead to some actions. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So true, true, certainly true. that was a big one. Yeah, so just to go down the top five esports orgs out there, we've got FaZe at number one. G2 coming in at a strong number two. We've got uh, Rex Regum. Um, that's a PUBG org. Mobile. You know? Yeah, mobile. Are they yeah. mobile as well? I believe mobile exclusively. I'm not 100% Wouldn't sure. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Just don't understand it, but wouldn't uh, be surprised. Yeah, but, um, you know, I'm glad to see a mobile org up there. You know, that's yeah. good. That's good. And aside from that, we got Energy. Content content lads over there that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, we got TSM coming in a surprising fifth. I feel like there's a lot that we probably don't know stringence wise, mm -hmm. but it, it is so weird because trying to picture only it being what, yeah. what were they again? It was G two, NRG, TSM of the uh, and then on social media platforms only being. It was which three social media platforms? It was on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So it's so hard to picture that, man. I mean, yeah, right. I, I wouldn't say it's too surprising. I would say congrats to G2 for doing so well. G2 makes a lot of sense in my mind. G2 was like excellent social media presence. You know, you know, Carlos, he gets spicy on Twitter, you know, some great stuff going on. I there. would say it's actually very impressive. The mobile stuff is just those numbers always blow us out of the water. They mm -hmm. blow our minds. So good to Rex. It actually surprised me because FaZe, alongside NRG, no League of Legends team. They right. don't need a biggest esports team in the world to get those kind of actions. Why that's so impressive is because League of Legends is objectively the number one esport title in the world with the largest viewership. Yes, and yeah. if, if, especially if we take away mobile. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So yeah. it is pretty crazy. With League of Legends mobile coming in yeah. <laughs> very quietly. It is even yeah. crazier because we don't know the exact process, but both uh, G2 as well as FaZe wanted to be in the LCK when they mm -hmm. were going to, of course, start their franchise. They stuck with Korean-based teams who right. had part yeah, participated right. before in the past, and we don't know if... NRG and FaZe were like, eh, we don't want to pay the money after all. Right, so of course. Which that would have only bolstered them even further. So yeah. you you got to imagine the, the future of these organizations is still massive. It is very hard, though, because FaZe is going to be a dominant number one. We all saw that coming. I want to see where you just throw everything in there. Everything. Mm. All yeah, the, all their presence All the whatsoever. creators, all yeah. YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, you know. But it's still very impressive. The list is not too surprising. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so FaZe continues to dominate. They continue to brag about dominating, and there's a reason they are so dominant. So I guess we'll see uh, what's next for FaZe and what. What year is it? 2021? 2021, theoretically. You know, we'll see. 2022, <laughs> what the future holds. <laughs> and next up, we have a another, should I, should I say... Accusation? Do I say potential lawsuit? But it is an actual. It lawsuit. is an actual lawsuit. We're trying to avoid problems over here. Right, right. right of course, I don't want to yeah. just dip my toes in any dangerous territory. These are allegations being made against Riot Games by a former employee uh, in a new lawsuit that's come to light in the past week or so. Uh, why this is so 
fraught a circumstance to dive into is because this is not, well, I suppose we should get the TLDR before we get into it. Please do. And I'll I'll let you do the smart talking. But again, they are accusations. And Mm -hmm. given the history of Riot Games and accusations and lawsuits, people aren't happy about this one. And I would say justifiably so. So uh, earlier this week, Riot Games CEO uh, was faced by a lawsuit from a former employee accusing him of gender discrimination as well as uh, taking advantage of her um, just in the workplace in general. Uh, The allegations included stuff like having her work extended hours without pay as well as uh, the CEO allegedly making... Some insinuations that he should, that she should travel with him, or that she should come over to his place and sleep with him when his wife was out, making unwarranted advances yeah, towards yeah, him. That's was a good the way to put allegation? It. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a rough one. This is the very first week that these allegations have come out. Riot, of course, has you know said that they're looking into it internally. Uh, we'll wait to see any official news from them. Uh, I do think this is. This is highly concerning for Riot. And I think according to Slasher as well, this is not mm. the only complaint around this figure this is, as well. Yeah, far this from is only. Far from the only I believe complaint. a dozen accusations were also being named, which mm. is, um, I guess I'll dive very quickly. If you guys want to check out, th- these are old, old videos, right? Yeah, we have videos up on the channel, um, several, I think. Yeah. About the previous lawsuit around Riot Games mm-hmm. and an upper figure whose name is escaping me right now, but I believe he remains inside Riot Games. It was a couple figures at Riot. Yeah, and um, it was also a couple females, at least, speaking out against it. It caused mm-hmm. the Riot Games walkout because of these accusations and the ongoing lawsuit. To keep it short, the thing I'll always remember was this um, alleged figure was going around ball tapping, humping, farting, farting on yeah. Riot employees. Those were just some of the remarks made around him. And with this new lawsuit coming forth, it, it does make you begin to question the upper figures inside Riot Games yeah. and the internal struggles going on as well. And I, I think that's an okay place to come from because I agree. These are not subtle accusations. You know, these mm. are these are big time names and they're big figures inside a company who, you know, albeit they make some great games, mm-hmm. but there's some struggles going on in there, and I think everyone's well aware of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's very well well put to remind people that this is not the first time we've seen issues like this, not to just point this at all as like one person at Riot. This is, at this point, I hate to say it, but this this looks more since, more systemic than not. Um, we've seen, uh, just in those previous allegations, alongside what you already mentioned, there were allegations of females just straight up not being paid as much across the board as males filling similar positions. Or there was even like a list of, hey, who was the hot girls in the company going around? There was riot. a lot. It was, it's bad. And of sexual discrimination accusations. Yeah, yeah. And seeing... Uh, after after all this came out in 2018, I believe is when this initially started, Riot made a point of saying that, hey, we're going to change, we're going to be better. They hired a specialist to come in and help improve their company, improve the relationship with their employees, their gender discrimination issues. And seeing this type of thing come to light now, this person uh, was just fired last year. This is not some person coming back from 2018, rehashing the issues. This is recent. So I think... You know, uh, let's, not, let's not say I think. Let me say, this sucks. Because a company like Riot is doing a lot of very interesting, innovative things in esports and gaming. Mm-hmm. And I really like a lot of their games, a lot of their events, a lot of what they've got going on. But I can't watch League. I can't watch anything from the LCS. I can't play Terra. I sure as heck can't play their upcoming fighting game without every single moment of that thinking about, oh, this was made by the company that treats their female employees like garbage. It sucks. But, you know, it's where we're at. And I think, especially with this being the second, you know, 
<laughs> allegedly. I think especially where people come from is mm. when is there going to be a last straw? And you would hate to see that because, you know, we work in a space where Riot Games has a heavy right. influence, right? Right. The success of their games, it permeates throughout the entire scene. Like they, they, Excellent word choice there. Thank you. I don't know how to spell it, but I said it. Um, You know, they operate the biggest esport in the entire world, and Mm. they have another rising one in Valorant, which, you know, if all of a sudden this distaste and this disdain towards Riot Games continues to spread, that impacts everybody. That Mm. that costs people jobs, that costs people futures, and... That hurts the whole industry. And, and of course, that does not take away the focus of these individual cases, which are obviously just as important, Mm. but this is a ripple effect. And if Riot Games can't get on top of these things and really start working towards it internally, we're going to see that ripple effect spread throughout the space, and it's not a good thing. And we don't want that. Of course not, yeah. um, I don't know what the best possible outcome is from this, but, hey, you got two strikes, and... We'd hate to see it happen again, so things got to change. Yeah, I'd argue this might be close to three. So let's see how this pans out. We'll be keeping a close eye on the Riot Games situation. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated. For sure. As per usual, hope you guys all enjoy the Esports Rewind podcast. And gamers, Zan, as per usual, hit him with that Yautra. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 my guy. Yo, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to the Esports Rewind podcast presented by us here at Esports Talk. You know, the lads, the boys. The boys. Uh, you know, so you can find us on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. If you'd like to listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere on the go on your mobile phones, you know, just if you're not listening to us on YouTube, that's where you can find us. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much to our mobile listeners, our audio listeners out there. If you'd like some more daily esports news content, you can tune in at Esports Talk on YouTube. You can also find us at Talk underscore Esports on Twitter, Esports underscore Talk on Instagram, as well as TikTok at Esports Talk. Uh, we got a lot of fantastic things planned for you this year. I just finished telling the lads uh, about some new deals. I can't we say. Have coming. I can't say. But uh, yeah, believe us. The dot, the ducks are finally getting lined up. The ducks are finally getting laid. Wait <laughs> no, a no, no, not at all. No, <laughs> the ducks are in a line. The ducks are getting lined up. Well, let's just let's just abandon ducks altogether. The dominoes are getting lined up. I like ducks. We're gonna no. Okay, Jake, please, Jake, please. <laughs> Jake, please. <laughs> we we're lining up, we we're lining up the like dominoes. It. We're going to knock them down soon for y'all. We're going to lay Great those content. dominoes down. <laughs> the last five seconds of the podcast is all going to be so people. <laughs> we hope you guys Thank all enjoy you. Thank the you for tuning Rewind in. podcast. Bye. Leave us. Go away. Same time, same day, every single week. We'll catch you guys back here next time. Take care, gamers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.